Boom, boom, boom. We're live. <laughs> From Ben's basement. It's where all the kinky stuff happens. Why does it smell weird down here? <laughs> <laughs> smells like poo everywhere. <laughs> so you've made an amazing app. You've release, released it in your country, and it's doing great. So you release it everywhere else, and then things go wrong. Today we're talking about the importance of localization. Localization is a big part of app development because it's something you need to be aware of from the very beginning. Yeah, and what is it? It's You can only use your app in your local hometown, right? <laughs> so, yeah, something like that. For a lot of people, you probably don't think about this, but you need to support your app in multiple regions around the world. And surprise, not everyone speaks English and not everyone uses <laughs> the US dollar as currency. So what localization does, it allows you to basically not rewrite your app in every <laughs> language. It allows you to support multiple languages so you can translate your copy or app text, whatever you want to call it, number formatting, currency, all that good stuff. And you can even make slight like UX adjustments depending on where you are. Oh yeah. So yeah, that's, that's what app localization is. Yeah, and it's super important, especially in terms of expanding your reach. Because if you've got an app that's doing well in say the US and you wanna expand out to Europe, like UK or really anywhere, there are the little things that make your app look polished. You can't forget to add all the gay U's <laughs> to our normal words when you're in the UK. And now we can't have the podcast in Europe. <laughs> but the biggest question when people, when I ask people about their thoughts on localization and on strategies and what they want to do, and they come back with, well, what are you talking about? The real question I'm asking is, do you want to scale? Because a lot of times apps can be overnight successes. Mm -hmm. Not, hey, we launched and day two were a success, but your app gets picked up somewhere prominent, you get eyes on it, and suddenly your app for, could be for months, you're not having any users, and suddenly you've got thousands and thousands of users in a whole bunch of different countries that are trying to download your app. Even on the Google Play Store, it has options where it asks, where, what countries do you want your app to be available in? And it is smart to start small, mm -hmm. but you always want to start with the idea of yeah, having- Yeah, starting small. Because it's, it's a big part of your data architecture. Like every time we start an app, we immediately have our database ready to support multiple languages, mm -hmm. even if we're just using English. We have objects where it's essentially, we've got a key for this is what this text is supposed to be. And then that key holds a lot of references to, okay, well, this is what this text is in English. This is what this text is in Spanish. And that way you can really expand things really easily. Yeah. Instead of having one value, mm -hmm. we essentially have an embedded object <clears throat> yeah. with key value pairs for what languages we support. And that allows the front end to determine what value they grab. Yes. And that just makes it really easy. So that's something that we do to help things scale and help with localization down the road. We just start with the English because that's where we're launching and that's what we're familiar with. But we set ourselves up for success with localization because you want to make sure that if your app is going viral, you're not standing in your own way and your app isn't in the way of its own success. 
Yeah. Because if you don't consider this from day one, then you don't think about it until it's too late. And then surprise, your app is blowing up and now you've got to spend a whole bunch of time rebuilding things to accommodate localization. Yeah. And you have to think about cultural adaption too. Mm -hmm. Just because your app is successful where you launched, it doesn't mean it's going to be successful somewhere else. Right. So you have to take into consideration all the different cultures. My freedom app where I had a whole bunch of guns and bald eagles <laughs> didn't do well outside the U.S. It, weird. It's weird. Yeah. And so the expectations of an app, too, like I said briefly, was like you have to consider like UX and, mm -hmm. and even um, like readability, like the way you present your text and copy in the app matters. Yeah. And this is this is a whole field. And so it can get really complicated and it can get really deep, but there are cultural differences in how people use apps and what they expect from those apps from, hey, I signed in and got started to this is what the UI looks like. And one of the things that people often don't consider is you get these designs, okay? And you want everything to be pixel perfect. The designs look pretty, they look amazing. And so people only make considerations for, hey, this is how big the text is going to be in English. Well, as soon as you put it in a different language, that could change really easily. And so if, if you're not building your UI to scale to the content of what's inside of it, if you're relying on pixel sizes and this is how many letters it's going to be and this is how wide those are going to be, then as soon as you switch to other languages, it's likely that everything's going to break. Yeah, and or not look good. Yeah. This is I'm just making shit up cuz I'm making an assumption here cuz I have no idea. <laughs> but if you took a word in English, it could be like two or three words. You make it look great, like a title or something. Mm -hmm. And then you use like a Chinese symbol and it could just be like two characters. Yeah. Now it could look completely Well, now you've shit. got a whole bunch of padding or yeah. if you're using a different language where that same word is eight characters instead of six, you can have and that's what I'm saying is you could have characters like floating outside of your right. navigation bar and all that stuff. So you really want to pay careful attention to that and make sure that you're again setting yourself up for success because things are going to change and you want to make sure that your app adapts to those changes otherwise you're going to have problems. And considering this from day one is very helpful. Whether you're supporting it or not, you would just want to kind of think about those things. You don't have to support it from day one, but you want to at least have the idea of thinking about these yeah. localization. Yeah. And really, one of the biggest things is you're setting yourself up so that when you get things translated, you can implement those seamlessly. It's kind of like what we talked about with the whole object idea, those key value pairs of different languages so doing it that way too uh it allows us to create our app in english mm -hmm. and then you can you can use translation tools and services to then convert but you don't want to usually just rely on like google translate because it doesn't translate the same way we've recently worked with a client that is releasing a software platform in spanish and english and they originally used Google Translate and then they had to hire a translator to clean it up because it actually wasn't translating the way that you would expect it to. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have a native translator, your app could read very differently <laughs> than you intended to. And it's really important to make sure that all those details are correct because 
there's lots of bilingual people and people who have learned new languages. It's not uncommon to run into you used the wrong word and went from talking about somebody's mom to insulting them, or saying, hey, I need bread or something to insulting their mom or something. And like if that. you happen to have like a very sarcastic American English based app, mm-hmm. a lot of that won't translate. Like, I don't know if this is true or not, but I have heard that like Russian is like, like when you like their words just have very strict meaning mm-hmm. and then you're like English, we can be like sarcastic and say stuff and laugh, but it could be like, you know, something really mean, but it doesn't <laughs> that, translate. Yeah. It doesn't way. translate to Russian. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's important to be aware of things like context and the local dialects when translating things Yeah, under- for exactly that. Reason. Understand your audience. Yeah, for sure. Then you have your more like technical aspects of localization and that would be like currency dates times you know every like so every country formats a date different Mm -hmm. (laughs) every country has different currency symbols that prefix them right every country uses a decimal differently so you have to think about all these things as well and that can be handled by either like a third-party library for numbers and currencies, mm-hmm. or you would handle it the same way that we handle languages. Yeah, and I mean a lot of a lot of languages and frameworks have this kind of stuff built into them. JavaScript has the international library that's built into JavaScript that you can use for this kind of thing. The important thing is to be considering it and thinking, oh, I should use this instead of just, hey, I'm going to interpolate the string and throw a dollar sign in front of it. Because that's what a lot of people do because they're Mm. not thinking about it. And it's hard coded. Yeah. And it's just hard coded. Yeah. So you got to be aware of it and you need to look at for whatever, whatever you're building on, you got to look at your options for internationalization and make sure that one, you can do it. And two, that you're making use of those from the beginning. For example, with Godot and a lot of game engines, but with Godot, there's a whole system set in there for localization where, again, it just uses key value pairs, but you can just go in and say, okay, for French or English or Spanish or whatever, this is what that is. And it's just a separate UI that you can use instead of, hey, I'm going to hard code the dialogue into the into my scripts mm-hmm. kind of thing. And it's also important to consider things like the direction of text. So in English, we go left to right. Mm -hmm. And a lot of languages go left to right. But if you're looking at things like Arabic or Hebrew, it actually goes right to left. And you want to make sure that your alignments match up with what's expected for that culture and that language and all of that stuff. It's not just hard-coded. Everything is to the left, period. And you might even have to shift around UI and buttons at that point, Mm -hmm. too, to make sense. And like text alignment and Yeah. yeah. All of that stuff, you want to look at what is common for that culture and what is common for that language and that type, and then make sure that you're following those as a guideline when you're localizing things. Otherwise, it would be like if we opened an app built by somebody who was writing in Hebrew to begin with, and suddenly everything was aligned wrong. It would just look weird. Everything would be weird. It wouldn't, it would feel or off. read right to left, but was English, <laughs> right? <laughs> it would just, it would be weird. And it wouldn't be as easy for us to adopt that because we'd open it up 
and you just get that sudden ick when you're using the app. And so you want to be aware of that for everybody and make sure that you are implementing your systems in such a way where you can easily adjust that based on localization. Another important point to touch on, like it's not all about copy and how you're displaying data. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of different countries who handle like your privacy regulations. Oh, yeah. And other legal requirements differently. And you don't necessarily want to handle that the same across all regions of the world. Like, for instance, you look at Europe, their privacy laws are a lot more controlled and protective of the user mm -hmm. so you you will probably have to give them more more rights to access their settings and what's allowed and all of that but you might not necessarily want to give that to everybody around the world yeah and so that would be another useful. i mean it can even interrupt the whole flow of how your app works yeah you might have to give an extra dialogue pop-up explaining your 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 mm -hmm. data collection or your privacy rights, right? Or you might have to skip stuff if yeah. they choose to opt out of allowing data collection. Yeah. Because that's one of the big things is with Europe, you got to make sure that users are one, consenting explicitly to any data that you gather and two, allow them to use the app in as much as possible without those key parts. I know by like default, a lot of people just ad adapt or adopt the most strict region that yeah. their app is used, but there are some cases where it just might not be beneficial or useful for you to do that. Yeah. And so you want to be able to change the flow of your app and really easily c control things on a granular level based on permissions, based on what they consent to, based on their locale. Because again, you might have a flow planned out that works great in the U.S., but it depends on signing in and cookies and all of this stuff. And then it goes over to Europe and that's not an option. And you can't require an email <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or, you know, something could change drastically. right? Yeah. So that's another thing to really be aware of. There are a lot of mistakes that people make when implementing localization in their apps. And that's things like hard coding in the dollar sign, which we already talked about, or not thinking about it from the start is really the biggest one. Because if you're thinking about it and if you're planning out your data architecture and your user experience based on all of these factors, then it's really easy to implement, to localize your app properly. And so it's really just a, we need to consider it. Hard coding any copy, I think, is a mistake. Oh, it's usually them. a bad idea. So like, obviously you don't want it to load slow. So you could implement caching things mm -hmm. after that, but you never want to not be able to control your copy from the back end, especially yeah. when you're supporting multiple languages. Yep, for sure. Because you don't want to, there are a lot of options to locally handle multiple languages from the native app, but I feel like you're very restricted at that point. And then you have to do app updates just to fix. Copy. Yeah, there's, no, there's nothing more annoying than having to release a new version of the app to fix a dyslexic moment. Yeah, to fix your typo. <laughs> That's like, it's like, oh, color has a, a U in it. <laughs> I forgot. And now you can just change it on the database. Oh, my gosh. Of, yeah, I'm hating on extra letters. That's fine. I have a brother-in-law and now my sister. She lives in Australia and they're the, you know, the proper, the British English. <laughs> so you got your favorite, your, your color. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have some Australian clients and I've had PRs rejected because I didn't <laughs> include the U in color. 
or color or, or however. <laughs> it's color. I think it's still said the same way, but, you know, I like my American way. Less letters. <laughs> More bacon. <laughs> More bacon. But it's really important to make sure that you're considering all these things from the start, that you're building things out properly, because app localization can have a huge effect on user experience. And so it's important to consider that in your whole pipeline. Yeah, because if you do it wrong or don't do it, your engagement could be a huge, like if you don't understand why your engagement's dropped off, like it works great where you released it and then you try to expand it and you're not getting the same excitement behind it. Yeah. You're probably doing something wrong. Yeah, and it's, like I said before, it's kind of that ick factor of you open it up and things just feel wrong. Yeah. Users have a certain expectation for apps when they open them up. We've all opened apps we haven't liked it and probably deleted it immediately. Mm -hmm. And you actually and, regret making an account sometimes. Yep. And that happens a lot because people don't consider things like localization. Mm -hmm. If they can't read or understand your app, then nobody's going to use it outside of, you know, whatever your original demographic was. Yeah. And it can be really important, not just for different countries, but even things like region with content curation. If I open up Facebook and it's all the local news of South Carolina. Yeah, it makes why do I care? sense for you, right? And it's that same idea. They, users want to engage with content that they're comfortable with, engage with apps that they're comfortable with, and are relevant to them. And especially when you're dealing with things like money and bank accounts and all that stuff, or account balances, or you're charging for things making sure that the money is right is super important and that they're comfortable with it because money and payments are one of those things that users, if they see anything wrong, if there's a single red flag, usually they will bounce. Yeah, so they're, fast not going, from they're not going to use it. So localization is important just for um, user-based trust and mass adoption mm -hmm. and growth and if you want your app to scale, scale, that's the word, then you need to consider yeah. localization from day one, from day one. You don't have to implement it, but you need to be prepared for it. I mean, you should implement it, but you don't have to support every region right away. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. You don't have to do the work, but think about it. You don't have to build the app. Just keep thinking about it and it'll, it'll, it'll come into reality sooner than you know. But yeah, I think app localization is like something a lot of people don't even know mm -hmm. is a thing, especially if they, you don't, don't, they just don't think about it. Yeah, you don't think about it. And then you want to expand your app and you add a lot of work. And one of the hardest things to do with localization is database migrations after the fact. Oh, yeah. Because that's when you accidentally break things. Yep. And that's why you definitely want to think about it. Yeah. Boom, boom. Definitely think about it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>